At University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. As winter begins, skiers are going to take to the slopes for the ski season. What are some of the most common injuries that they will face, and how do you prevent those injuries in the first place? My guest is Dr. Mark Miller. He's board certified in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine at UVA. Welcome to the show, Dr. Miller. So what are some of the most common injuries you see with skiers? Thank you, Melanie. Yes, there's a variety of injuries we see with skiers, ranging from knee injuries to hand and wrist injuries uh, to simple overuse injuries. And prevention really is a matter of conditioning yourself ahead of time and uh, taking lessons so that you're a qualified skier and ski under control at all times. That's great advice, and certainly advice that I'm hoping that even snowboarders will take from you, Dr. Miller. So let's just start with, can we prevent injuries by having proper fitting boots, bindings, skis, as you said, ski in control and take lessons if you need to, but does does the base of support have anything to do with our injury prevention? Absolutely. Bindings have gone through quite an evolution in, in even my ski lifetime. Uh, it used to be you just strap on whatever bindings happen to come on that uh, a particular ski, but nowadays there's a lot of technology in bindings, and so you should caution people not to set their bindings so tight that they don't come out of the bindings. That's the whole idea is to come out of those bindings uh, when you have a significant injury. Otherwise, you can be very likely getting an ACL tear in your knee, for example. That's how the bindings are designed, so you shouldn't over-tension them thinking that you're a better skier than you really are. What about maintaining a certain level of fitness or, you know, pre-training, if you're going to start skiing, just hitting the slopes can predispose someone to injury too, can't it? Absolutely. There's something to the fact that most of these injuries occur late in the day. Uh, And that's because at that point your quads are tired and you're really kind of not as controlled as you'd like to be. And and therefore, conditioning is critical. And, And also take breaks and quit early if you're tired. Never ski tired. You're at risk for injury. Do you happen to have some advice on how they'll know if they're tired? Because it is certainly, I'm right there with you, and I'm always stopping my kids and saying, you know, and they say, no, we're not done yet. What do you think is some signs that you might be fatigued, and that's the time to stop skiing? Well, I like to call it quad burning. When you're doing the bumps or even just uh, making a lot of turns and your your quadriceps uh, and your thighs start burning, that's a pretty good sign that you're getting pretty tired. And so that's a, that's a, a good uh, warning sign. Also, if you're having to stop frequently because you can't catch your breath, uh, and, you know, mountain altitudes are part of that issue. So all of these come into play. And so if you're tired, take a break. Now, suppose you do get injury, whether it's ACL injury or, you know, lower back or really anything, quad, pulse. What treatments are available for skiing injuries? Well, it depends upon the individual injury, but obviously um, if you tear your ACL, no matter what sport you tear your ACL in, you're out for the season, and then you need to have an ACL reconstruction. If, you're, you know, if you have back strain, then that, that requires just some rest and, and time more than anything else. And uh, it's simply a matter of uh, taking care of whatever problem there is, and there's experts available in every area to do that for you. 
Where do you stand on braces, Dr. Miller? If somebody has previous knee, maybe, you know, instability or just they had had a previous injury, do you advise wearing a brace when they ski? That's an interesting question. And actually, this is the one area in all of orthopedics that a brace has been shown to be effective. That is in preventing recurrent ACL injuries after ACL reconstruction uh, in skiers. And so this has been proven that there's some benefit to that. It's also beneficial to wear a, a, a brace just for proprioception feedback uh, in people that need that. And so braces are a very reasonable thing to wear in skiers. What about icing afterward? Do you advise using ice after you've hit the slopes, or is the hot tub the better place to go? Yeah, I always tell people heat before and ice after. And ice is a very reasonable uh, option after you're skiing, particularly if your knee or your joint swells, because this is a very effective modality uh, after, after your activities. So heat before, ice after. Now, what about things like just, you know, meniscus problems or really anything that may not be something that requires surgery? How long, if you have one of these injuries, can you wait before you get back on the slopes? Well, I think it's a, it's a matter of returning gradually, and I tell my patients this all the time. It's, it's wise to just kind of take things incrementally, try some conditioning, try some cross-training, try uh, uh, elliptical trainer, and then increase a little bit try to do more things, try to do some activities where you change direction. And as you progress, then, you know, you can progress accordingly. And so the first day you go back, maybe ski just a few hours, take a break, assess how you're really doing, uh, and then gradually get back. Start on the, on the easier slopes uh, and then work your way back. So once you have an injury, you need to gradually work your way back to the level you were before. It doesn't happen immediately. And what about stretching before you ski, or do you stop mid-skiing halfway through the day and stretch out your muscles? Where do you stand on that? Well, stretching is somewhat of an individual thing. Some people get tremendous benefit from that, and they've done that part of their exercise regimen all along. And those people should continue to do that. Other people don't require it as much. But in general, it's a good idea to stretch before you do uh, exertional activities. And what about things like plantar fasciitis? You know, if you're somebody who suffers from this, Dr. Miller, you step into those boots in the morning, and it's pretty painful for the first maybe hour. Do you have some some advice for people? Sure. Mm -hmm. For some reason, technology really hasn't caught up with ski boots. They're uncomfortable no matter what for everybody. They are. And so I I think it might be reasonable for people who have suffered from foot injuries to maybe have their own custom boots, and it may be worth the investment for those people. You can also use inserts, just like you'd use in your ordinary shoes, uh, and uh, try to, you know, not chintz on the on the boot and get a more comfortable boot. And you mentioned cross-training, which is so really important to avoid those overuse injuries. What other types of activities would help you become strong for skiing? Yeah, I think um, more than anything else is aerobic conditioning. And so, you know, it depends upon the status of your knees and your hips. And if you're a jogger, then I think that's a good thing to do conditioning. Uh, It's more a a matter of building up your endurance and your aerobic capacity. Because when you're seeing at altitude, it's more difficult to catch your breath and to stay fit. 
It absolutely is. And in just the last few minutes, if you would, Dr. Miller, please give your very best advice for preventing ski injuries and also why should patients come to UVA for treatment of their sports-related injuries? Sure. Well, you can prevent ski injuries by being prepared, the old Boy Scout motto. In other words, uh, be fit, get your aerobic fitness together, get your equipment together, uh, don't chintz on safety items, ski under control, and when you get tired, rest. As far as UVA, we offer a whole variety of orthopedic treatment options for people from 9 to 90, and we can uh, uh, have all certified and uh, specially trained orthopedic surgeons to take care of every need you have. In our sports division, we have surgeons that cover the entire gambit of sports medicine, from hip arthroscopy to multiple ligament knee injuries to complex shoulder problems. So we've got it all covered with experts in their field and nationally and internationally known surgeons. So come to UVA. That is absolutely great information. Thank you so much, Dr. Mark Miller. And for more information about UVA orthopedics, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. I'm Melanie Cole. Have a great day.